Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Well, thank you for joining the podcast today. My name is Stephen Dew, as you heard in the intro, and today I just want to ask you a question, and I'm pretty sure that I know the answer for most of you, and, and the, the question I want to ask you is, are you tired? Are you tired of everything that you see going on in the world? Are you tired of everything that is happening in our culture? Are you tired of hearing about COVID-19? Are you tired about hearing about Chaz and the riots and Black Lives Matter and all of the things that go along with that, I can tell you that it is tiring to be a believer in this fallen world, but that is the thing. We have to remind ourselves that we are tired because we live in a fallen world. Now, the only person that never gets tired is God himself. We know that he takes and holds all of the power, and he is almighty, and he never gets tired. He never expends energy. But here we are under the the fallen weight of this world and sinfulness, and we get tired as a result. We get mentally tired, physically tired. We just get exhausted over so many things that are happening in our culture, and we want to push back at so many different levels, and there is so much out there. There's so much that is happening in our world, even within Christianity. Now, that thing right there is probably what discourages me the most is that it is within Christianity that there's so much going on. My church in particular is in the the Southern Baptist denomination, and when I look at the landscape of the Southern Baptist church and the direction it's headed, my heart is burdened for it. I'm grieved because all of the things that we see happening are far-left ideologies slowly creeping into the denomination. Now, we have seen things that we've seen liberal theology start coming into the denomination in the form of women and preachers. There's been a lot of back and forth and rhetoric about whether women should be preachers or not. And I'll just say this, that I hold women in high regard. Their women are very vital and play a vital role in the church. They are welcomed. They are loved. They are cared for. We need women. But I will say this, that the office of elder and I believe even the office of deacon is held for that of men. Now, we could argue back and forth that there were women deacons, and I would say, well, there are women deacons. If you start looking at the word diakonos, meaning servant, then we all should be servants of Christ and servants of the body, and that makes us all deacons and should. However, the office, the actual office of deacon, and especially elder, in my opinion, are held for men. However, there are people in the Southern Baptist Convention that believe that women should be able to preach. They should be able to fill the pulpit on the Lord's Day, and you may disagree with me on that, but even though they are not given the title of pastor or hold the office of elder, I still don't believe it is appropriate for a woman to fill the pulpit on the Lord's Day or on any day to divide the Word of God before men. I believe that anyone that rightly divides the Word of God should be done by a man, and that doesn't make me a male chauvinistic pig, as Jesse Spano seemed to always call A.C. Slater on Say by the Bell. 
That just makes me somebody that believes what the Bible says, okay? Now, you again, you and I could disagree on this, but that is another topic for another time. We'd be glad to set up something if you disagree with me on that, and we can talk through it and lovingly have a great dialogue back and forth. But I don't believe that a woman should divide the word over men or into mixed congregations of men and women. Now, women can rightly divide the word to women, and I believe there is a a time where there's an age appropriateness for a woman to teach the Word of God, and I believe a woman could teach the Word of God in children's ministry. However, when it gets to youth ministry or any adult ministries, I believe that if there are men and young men involved, that a man should be rightly dividing the Word of God. And I get that from Scripture. I believe that from the Word of God. So I see the Southern Baptist Convention. They're headed that way. There's a lot of back and forth between that. And there are even Baptist churches in our denomination who are allowing women to preach and even given that all that, that title of co-pastor and things like that. And I just see that as unbiblical. And the Southern Baptist Convention is not taking a stand. So I also see the Southern Baptist Convention really bowing the knee to the Black Lives Matter movement. And I say that loosely. I don't say that as black lives don't matter because they do matter. But there is a movement out there where we are becoming more and more woke as a denomination. And I, I usually find that the ones that are, are woke to the racial tensions in our world, meaning that basically, let me just say this. If you're woke, then you would probably say that the gospel is not enough for racial reconciliation, uh, for anything. And I would simply tell you this, that if the gospel is not enough for racial reconciliation, then the gospel is not enough for anything. So I see with critical race theory and intersectionality uh, a couple of years ago, or uh, a little over a year ago, actually, when the Southern Baptist Convention sped that through and was voted on. If you would like some more background on critical race and intersectionality, I implore you to go watch the documentary put out by the Founders Ministry called By What Standard. They did a great job of kind of explaining that and showing the things that happened at the Southern Baptist Convention in Birmingham back in 2019. Uh, So basically, the church and the denomination is becoming woke. And what I'm finding is those that believe it's okay for a woman to rightly divide the word are the same ones that are woke when it comes to uh, the social injustices of people of color. And listen, I am all for rallying to see justice happen. I am all for helping one another when it comes to the oppressions that society has dealt, whether it be people of color or even white people. Let's just face it, that I believe that there is an oppression that happens with everybody, especially if you look through a biblical lens, and I don't say this to be uh, controversial, but if you look through a biblical lens, and let me be clear that we have to look through a biblical lens at, at the world and not through the worldly lens that the world and the media and all those people would want you to see the world through. But if we look through a biblical lens, we're going to see that every body in history at some point is oppressed. Number one, we're oppressed by our own sin nature. We are under the weight of this sin that we live in, and there is nothing that we can do to escape the sin nature. We are uh, living in a in a world where Satan can oppress and, and Satan even possesses people. So uh, it, it, every person that's ever walked on this earth and, and lived on this earth has been oppressed in some way, shape, or form. Now, when it comes to specifically targeting and pulling out the black community and the oppressions they faced, now, I, I look back at our history and I say, I, man, absolutely, this was 
some of the things that were happening were wrong. Uh, I don't I don't believe slavery, the beating of slaves. I don't believe the selling of human beings. I don't believe that uh, the KKK was right. I, those things were wrong. Okay, but here's the thing for me is if you're not woke, then you're part of the problem. And that's the, in our own Christianity, especially in our own denomination, the Southern Baptist Convention, I see this whole thing playing out. So now we're trying to tear down monuments. We're trying to tear down J.D. Greer, the president of the denomination, wants to retire a gavel with a person's name on it because I believe that particular person uh, had slaves at one point, and uh, I mean, I, I, I see that. That's okay. I mean, let's, there comes a point, though, where we have to stop bowing the knee to culture. That's all I'm getting at is we have to stop bowing the knee to culture and bow the knee to Christ, and we, when we start saying things like woke, then we are saying things like, like woke church. We don't find those things in the Bible, and sadly, the Southern Baptist Convention is headed into this woke mentality where we're going to use other tools other than the gospel to bring forth reconciliation, bring forth change. And to me, here's what I think. I've heard people say, and and, and a matter of fact, Matt Chandler uh, recently went on to, to, to say that he believes it's hypocrisy for believers to say, let's preach the gospel to racism. He believes it's hypocrisy because we don't preach the gospel to alone to sex trafficking. We don't just preach the gospel to abortion. We act on those things. Well, here's the thing about racism. Here's the thing about abortion. Here's the thing about sex trafficking. If you were to look across the landscape of people that are doing their part in sex trafficking, I have seen nothing more than people putting red X's on their hands to say they disagree with it. Now, I don't know what that does. I don't know if it raises money for a certain cause to where they could put that money into stopping sex trafficking. But here's the deal. As long as we live in this fallen world, there's going to be some sort of sex trafficking happen. We're not going to eradicate this world of sex trafficking. Now, do, would I like to see that happen? Absolutely. I, I, this is an, a, a, a sinful thing that we see in our world, and it is something that I wish would end immediately, but I'm also at least a little bit smart enough to know that we live in this fallen world until God makes this thing brand new with a new heaven and a new earth, and until then, there's going to be sex trafficking. And that is a travesty, but we have to do our part. And what is our part? We can't just put red X's on our hands and post it all over social media. We have to go and preach the gospel. We have to do these things. We have to teach the word of God. What about abortion? The same thing. As long as we live in this fallen world, there will be abortions. And I hate saying that. So don't hear me say, well, I'm for abortion and I I think it's okay. It's not okay. It's murder. You're murdering a a baby that has no chance. You're murdering someone that has been created already in the womb in the image of God. So I believe that abortion is murder, but as long as we live in this fallen world until Christ comes back and God makes this thing brand new, there will always be abortions until somebody steps up and stops it all. But listen, even then, if the government shuts down every abortion clinic in this world, there will always be back alley abortions. Now, We do our part on this side. So when it comes to abortion, I can tell you this, the guys I watch on um, social media, the people that we've talked to, everybody that we see, they're preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to these women and men that are going in to abort babies. 
They're preaching the gospel, and they're also saying, hey, we're going to help you. We'd love to help you with your baby, but the primary message is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And here's the thing. There's always going to be abortions, just like there's always going to be sex trafficking as we we live in this fallen world. Now, when it comes to racism, we will never eradicate racism on this side of eternity. As bad as we want to, as bad as I hate racism, as bad as I hate to hear anyone degrade anyone else simply because of their color, it will always be an issue on this side of eternity. Again, until Jesus comes back and God makes this thing brand new, there will always be racism. So even if we preach the gospel, that is not going to end racism. But the gospel is sufficient to change hearts. The gospel is sufficient. It's the only tool that we should be using in our bag of tricks. It's the only thing that should be there. Well, let me take that back. Let me let me draw that back. We should not just preach the gospel. We should also preach the gospel and disciple people. Because we know that racism is a hard issue, just like the abortion is a hard issue, whether to have one or not, just like sex trafficking is a hard issue, the evil are going to do evil things, and they will pay a just penalty. They will pay a, 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 a big price for being wicked and, and seeking to do evil. God will seek justice. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. They will be face-to-face with the Lord one day, and he will get justice when he says, depart from me, you worker of lawlessness, for I never knew you. So justice is coming because God is a just God. Now, here's the thing. We have to understand that we can't just preach the gospel. However, there are no other tools outside of the Bible that we need. So let's preach the gospel, then disciple. Preach the gospel and disciple because these heart issues are going to be made right by the Lord working in a heart and sanctifying a person. And we have to teach people that maybe new believers, maybe young believers, and what I mean by young believers may have not been Christian long enough. Maybe they were a racist their whole life and they got saved at 50 years old. They're going to have to take some discipling to understand that you need to get this racism out of your heart. Sure, God, by his grace through faith, saves them calls them out of death and unto life, and that is a heart change that only God can do. But then we come alongside and we help teach them the word. We show them the word. We read them the word. We disciple people. I don't, and then from there, I don't know what else you can do. Sure, you can throw programs at things, but I've talked about this before. If you throw programs at things, programs only last a certain time, and then they're over with, they're old, and they don't work anymore. But the gospel is sustaining discipleship will sustain. God will save his people and keep his people for all of eternity. So even if one person is saved and their heart is changed and they move from a racist lifestyle to a God-honoring, Christ-exalting lifestyle where they're putting to death that racism on a daily basis, that is one thing and one step closer to at least putting a dent inside of a huge problem The only problem is that problem will be here until Jesus comes back, which means that we should do the work it takes until we are called home by Jesus or he comes back to get us. We should be doing our part daily on preaching the gospel. We should do our part on identifying people in our lives that may be racist, that may be uh, wanting to get an, an abortion or maybe in some other type of sin. We need to preach the gospel. And if the gospel is not sufficient... For racism, abortions, or sex trafficking, 
then friends, it's not sufficient at all. So what, what, what am I saying here is that I'm tired of all the back and forth of all of the things outside of Scripture, and then you have pastors ripping the church for being hypocritical for saying, preach the gospel. I mean, this is a mega church pastor, one that was, I say was, in my theological camp. Now I don't know what camp he's in. He's in like the woke church charismatic movement, all kinds of crazy stuff. I, I don't even know if he knows where he's at these days. But the, the thing is, I'm tired. And the Bible is clear to us that we should rest in Christ. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. The Bible also teaches us that we can rest in Christ, but we also should be a city on a hill whose lamp is not hidden. We should be the salt of the earth. We should not be looking around the Bible to end all sorts of problems. We should be looking to the Bible and let God do what he wants to do. That's another thing. We can do everything in our power that we could do, even if it were outside of the Bible even if we were outside of the gospel. We could do all the programs. We could teach all the people. We can train all the people that we want to. But at the end of the day, God's still going to do what God wants to do. God is going to do what he wants to do, how he wants to do it, when he wants to do it, where he wants to do it. And he is in complete control over all things. So we're looking from uh, many people in the church. I, I prefer to look through the Bible and and teach and lead from the scriptures, not from a worldview that is tainted with sin. I want to look from a biblical worldview. So uh, I, I know many aren't out there that share that same conviction. However, we must find it in our hearts to rally around the Bible instead of other programs and processes, because none of this is ever going to change apart from the God of the Bible. It's all going to change one day because of the God of the Bible. So what are you going to do in the meantime? Are you going to bow the knee to the woke church, the Black Lives Matter agenda? Are you going to bow the knee to the, bow the, knee to the culture? Are you going to keep your knee bowed to Christ and Christ alone and teach and lead from a biblical world view? Unfortunately, we live in a world where everything I just said could come across as me being part of the problem. However, we see the problem is sin. That is the ultimate end. It is sin. When we look at the root of everything that is going on in this world, it is sin. When we look at why somebody overtakes a six-block city, six blocks in a city, it's sin. When we look at racism... It's sin. When we look at abortion, it's sin. When we look at endless debates and genealogies that do not profit or benefit anybody, it's sin. When we look at name-calling, calling each other Karens, calling each other everything else, it's sin. When we look at sex trafficking, it's sin. What are we teaching as the opposite of sin? It's truth, in life, in Christ. So if the remedy to sin is Christ and Christ crucified, then why would we teach anything other than that? That's all I'm saying, folks, is what are we teaching? Why are we moving outside of the Bible and bowing the knee to these agendas? And why is the Southern Baptist Convention suddenly shifting that way in a big way? 
And then we even have a major seminary president that is waffling back and forth between whether he's conservative or liberal, and, and people are wondering why he's taking so many shots from both sides, because he's sitting on a fence. I'll let you figure out who I'm talking about there. However, we need to get back to the Bible. We have gotten, we've gotten too far away from the Word of God that it's time we move back into what God has called us to do, that is to preach Christ and Christ crucified, rest in him, disciple, disciple, disciple. Train up, teach people about who God is and what he expects from his people. Not continue to find new and inventive ways to change what's happening in our culture because our culture is marinated in sin. And we preach Christ as a result of sin. So folks, I don't know if this has been a help to you today. I hope it has. But I, for one, am tired of all the things going on in our world. And I'm specifically tired of churches looking for other ways to combat a problem other than the gospel of Jesus Christ and discipling one another. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. That's what we should be doing. Preaching the gospel, sharpening one another for the glory of God, the exaltation of Christ, and the building up of one another. Folks, have a great day. Continue to preach Christ. And if you aren't, don't get caught up in these worldly agendas. Don't get caught up in the debates. Don't get caught up in the back and forth of what's right and what's wrong. Just preach the gospel. It's the only truth that is out there. It's the only truth that is the most relevant. It's the only truth that we know that we can hold on to as 100% truth. The media will lie to you. The newspapers, all those things you watch on TV, social media, people will lie to you. Your friends, your neighbors, your uh, social media friends, they're all going to lie. So we know the Bible is the truth. Get in the Word. Stay in the Word. Preach the Word. Love you guys. Have a great day.